Coming up next on Winning in Life. You were made to dominate. You were made to rule in this earth's environment. So is it ruling you or are you being ruled over? Welcome to Winning in Life with Frederick Leon, a teaching ministry made possible by the friends and partners of Victorious Life Ministries. Our goal is to ride you with an understanding of God's grace and empower you to live life as a champion. So listen to this message and get ready to start winning in life. Hey, thank you for joining us here on the Winning Life program. I am your host, Frederick Leon, and I am so blessed to be here today. I hope you are having a blessed Monday morning, a beautiful Monday morning, um, probably Memorial Day for you. I wish you a happy Memorial Day. You know, we should take time out to honor veterans everywhere we go. You know, it blesses them every every time you run into them. As I travel and I go across the country to different places, man, whether it's on an Air Force site or 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 just on an airplane somewhere or in a mall somewhere, when I see a veteran, I go up to them to get a hug from them. It is that important. And it's not that way just because I'm one. I think because I live the life of a veteran, I appreciate it a lot more knowing all the effort. And all the sacrifice that they put into that. So make sure today you honor a veteran. Make sure today you be a blessing to a veteran. So I get that out of the way. Thank you again for joining us here. Before I get started with this broadcast, there are some things I want to clarify because I've gotten a few statements from some people. So I just want to make sure that I'm clarifying when I'm talking about sowing. I don't say that it is not your right to give. I believe that God wants you to give. What I believe, what I've been trying to teach you is that we've been taught to try to use God like he's the stock market, put money in him, invest in him, and he's going to invest it back into us. I'm not saying that won't happen, but God's given you everything you needed. Grace provided, made everything available to you at the cross. I want to make this simplistic for you. And in the beginning, when God created you, we'll talk about that some today. You were given everything you ever needed. Now, you wouldn't have ever had a problem giving because getting what you needed would have been a problem before sin. The moment you spoke it and created, you had God's creative ability. And you were set in this earth to handle his creation, manage it, and steward it. But sin came in and it took our minds off the the, the aspect of being good stewards managing things on behalf of God and we were we became more about ourselves and some of that we're still being taught I know a lot of great places I know a lot of great ministries that teach you to to sow and they teach you that you got to tag the word with your sowing with your giving that is the proper way but there's a lot of people that just comes at people particularly in the church for just giving 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 and, and they're, and they're calling it sowing, but they're never practicing the word. And I want you to know that the first thing Jesus gave us, God gave us was the word. The word is the image of God. The word logos is the image of God. And that is where we get everything we need from God through his image. He placed it into us. He seated it into us. And so it's there. And you need to understand that God's giving you everything that you need through his image. So I was tackling when I talked about a source search, the word, the 30, 1600 fold, that that is where you get the tremendous increase. When you obey God's voice and you give, remember Deuteronomy 28, if you hearken to the voice of God, we see, we can't get away from that. We, it's always hearkening to the voice of God. Uh, there are things that God has me to give into that, that sometimes when I'm talking about giving from a standpoint, it is not necessarily money, and yet it's obedience to God, and it prospers me. I don't want you to tie everything to money because I want the best thing to tie to is obedience, seeking God's face, seeking his spirit, his mindset, and, and following his mindset, following the heart of God, seeking God out and doing what he said. That is the way of the kingdom of God, trusting that when you do what God says do, 
you speak the word of God, you're going to see greater than 30, 60, and 100 folk. So don't get it twisted. I'm not ever telling some person that you don't, you're not supposed to give. No, you're supposed to give. God wants you to give. God's characteristic is giving. Giving is a key in the kingdom of heaven. Now, you're seeding that when you start speaking the word with what you're giving. Now you're sowing. And I hope I explained that. If not, write me at Pastor Fred at madeachampion.com. That's enough on that. I want to get into our message, the kingdom mindset of increase, a kingdom mindset for increase. We've been given everything we need. God's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And he's given it to us through a mandate under dominion. The phrase, let them have dominion, has not been very well understood and taught by a lot of people. But I want you to see that your entire purpose was built off the phrase, let them have dominion. And that dominion mandate came as a result of walking with God, having a identity in God and establishing presence with God. Adam walked with God throughout the day and he fulfilled dominion mandate until he obeyed, disobeyed the voice of God and, and rather obeyed the voice of Satan. So you were designed from the moment God created you before he placed you into that garden. He said, let us make man in our image, in our image. Now you were created and he said, let them have dominion. Now before he place you into that garden he he had already designed that you would have dominion but it would not be apart from his presence it would not be apart from his glory god gave us that image and told them let them have dominion and let them rule with that was the glory of god every time you practice your dominion mandate you are bringing glory to god God was using man to extend his glory from heaven into earth, extend his influence from heaven into earth. So every time you walk in your purpose that's been given to you from God, you are extending God's glory throughout the earth. Every time you obey God's voice, you are extending his glory in the earth. So you had that dominion mandate to go into this earth to be to rule and he said let them have dominion but what does that mean to us when we hear that right this statement is probably the most probably crucial statement and it contains the secret to the transfer of the power and the authority that came from God you see God placed man over the earth and this was God's way of extending the unseen realm to the visible realm. The foundation of everything God wanted to do was as a matter of divine delegation and responsibility for management and rulership over the earth and he gave it to mankind, to us, man and woman, together. Now when we say mankind, we're talking about women. We're not talking about the man ruling over, no, that's not the case. We're talking about man and woman. Woman really just being from the womb of a man. She came from the womb of, or the, a man with the womb, not the womb of a man. Sorry about that, ladies. But a man with the womb. She's still mankind. So he gave it to them and said, let them rule. Let them rule. Let them rule. Question. Are you ruling? Are you reigning? The key to walking in the having the mindset that God gave us for wealth and increase is following the dominion mandate to dominate in this earth. Not to dominate each other, but to dominate in this earth. To understand what your the plan and the purpose of God for bringing you and I into this earth. God had a plan. God had a purpose and a plan for you. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. I know the thoughts that I have for you. That's what he's saying over the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. I know the thoughts. I know the plans that I have for you. I know what I want to do for you. I want to, I got an expected end for you. 
I created the, the end when I created the beginning. I know exactly where I'm trying to drive you to. There's a scripture, I can't re- recall the direct scripture, but, but over in Psalms where he's talking about driving them, they say he drove them, I think it's Psalms 68, where he drove them to their wealthy place. How was that so? By them spending time with him. Being led by God. When you are led by God, when you are led by God's spirit, he will drive you to a place of increase. He will drive you to a place of wealth. And I don't, we're not talking about money. We're talking about every aspect. Wholeness with a body, mind, and spirit. And the first place that that happens was in the spirit. Because the first place where God created you was in the spirit realm. And the first image that you had was that of the spirit. His image. Then he put body on you and gave you the mind and put it in you. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What what mind was he talking about? The mindset of God. Therefore, uh, uh, I present you, uh, uh, he says, Paul says to you in Romans 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, this earthly system, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what the perfect will, the plans, the purpose, the intent of God is. God gave you a plan. He gave you a purpose. He said, I want you to dominate. I want you to rule. But that's only possible through a relationship with God. You gotta have a relationship with God. That's the way this was designed from the beginning. Walking in your purpose, bringing glory, that is, expressing God's influence in the earth through relationship. That's why God said in the word of God in, in, in Genesis, let's, how about we just go there? I wanna, I want you to hear that because he's gonna bring everything to Adam to name. Genesis chapter one. So let's go there. So God created mankind in his own image. I'm reading from the NIV translation, verse 27. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase. Be fruitful and increase. It's impossible to be fruitful without already having seed in you. So God made you the ability to be fruitful, which means to, as I said last week, to be productive. He gave you the ability to produce from within. Be fruitful and multiply and increase in number. You have the ability to walk in increase. It's inside of you. What I do with my time and what you do with your time may be, you know, could be the reason why you got way more than I got. Because maybe you're doing much more with your time. Or maybe I used to tell people when I had my, the, the, the church up in Kansas, I used to tell people all the time, what you always asking me about my aspect of knowledge in the word. But I go and spend my time there. So how much time do you spend towards the things of God? I got mentors that pro- probably trumping me t- 10 times over in the word. And they had, they, there's a lot more that they have to offer people because they spent that time. So he said, be fruitful. The ability to be fruitful to produce what's inside of a man. He put it there. Right? And he said, increase, fill the earth and subdue it. You were made to subdue. You were made to dominate. You were made to rule in this earth's environment. So is it ruling you or are you being ruled over? So let's continue reading. Let's go over to chapter 2 in Genesis. And it says that the Lord God, verse 15, took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. He gave you purpose. See, the first thing God gave a man after he gave him his image was an assignment. So God gave you his image, gave you his ability, gave you power, gave you dominion, which was part of that assignment to dominate, take care of the earth, work it. And it wasn't to work it like you slaving over stuff, toiling. Toiling was not a part of the, 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 the dominion mandate. That came as a result of the curse. You've heard me say that before. So, and the Lord God, verse 16, commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you shall surely, surely die. 
to come from the presence of God and not be in the presence of God and, and not receive your purpose from God is to die. I heard Dr. Miles Monroe, uh, I think it was him, or, 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 or it might have been Creflo Dollar, says that when a man does not know his purpose or a man does not achieve his purpose, he dies with not and dies without fulfilling his purpose. He dies being murdered. He dies as a martyr because he did not fulfill his purpose. The enemy is taking a lot of people from out of the earth without fulfilling their purpose. And God placed you here to fulfill an assignment. And that assignment was based on your direct relationship with him. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first. Jesus came saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about how you're going to take care of stuff. Don't worry about all this. The birds don't think about that. Why? Because they understand the, how they were placed in the order of things that God created. They still function in their order. But they didn't have authority because they were under authority. Yours. Because he said he gave you authority over them. So Satan didn't come take them because he couldn't do nothing if he had the bird's authority. He needed your authority, so he came out to the man because the man was given the, the mandate to dominate. So he says, I'm going to come and attack you. So he attacked the man and attacked the purpose of a man. And that's where the chaos entered into the world. So now here you go. In verse 18, the Lord God says, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. You know, I ain't trying to get into the marriage thing right now, but God, before he gave a man a woman, he gave a man his image, his spiritual image, identity, DNA. Then he gave a man a purpose, an assignment, a job, a purpose. And I hate to call it a job, but he really had his purpose to fulfill in the earth. Then he gave him a woman. See, God never gives you a woman without first giving you a purpose. Because the purpose for that woman is to help you fulfill your purpose and mandate that comes from God. So when you marry and you connect to that woman, that woman comes into harmony with you under your authority to God, receiving her authority under you. As you submit to the authority of God, but both falling under the relative authority of God to pursue and, and maintain the dominion mandate and pursue after the dominion mandate that God gave you. She was to be a helper because he couldn't do it alone. God never gives you a purpose, never gives you plans, never gives you an assignment that's going to take you to increase that you can do alone. That's why you need people in your corporate vision. When God gives you vision, he gives you somebody to help you do that vision. That's why the pastor got to have people in the church to come alongside him to help him produce that vision. All he did is receive a vision from God. But when you go to a church, you should be going to a church where somebody has some of the same thinking and vision that you do. Or at least somebody's going to be able to help put vision in you so that you can do what? Go achieve your dominion purpose, mandate. Now, that's a whole lot I can say about that, but... That's why we don't, we can't spend our time all at home while COVID stuff going on. You got to spend some time in, in harmony with people, forsaking not yourself with the assembly to, to, together with your brother. You got to go meet with people. Why? Because that's part of your dominion mandate to be around people, not just to be at home doing your own thing. So you got to do that. But at the same token, though, it ain't about the pastor doing your vision for you. It ain't about the pastor or the preacher having to do everything by himself. Why? Because God gave us a dominion mandate to work together. A corporate community of kings. That's what we were to be. A corporate community of kings. When you go to church this week, I want you to see yourself sitting around people saying, that's a king, that's a king. Oh, she a king, he a king. Why? Because you are a corporate community of kings walking under the dominion mandate that God gave you to say, hey, go express my will in the earth and take my kingdom, my culture, express my, bring my influence from heaven into the earth. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So you look at your church member, look at your family member, look at your friends, look at your children, look at your wife and say, hello, king. Because that's the kingdom mandate that God gave you and I. Jesus expressed as the king of kings. 
So now the Lord God found, formed out of the ground all the wild animals, verse 19, and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Why? Because the authority in the earth was given to the man. He did not say, let us have dominion in the earth. He said, let them have dominion in the earth. This was the covenant that God established between you and I and him. A covenant, a dominion covenant that says, I cannot now intervene. I have said, not let us have dominion. Let them have dominion in the earth. Notice he never gave you dominion in heaven. He gave you the ability to bring heaven into earth. He sets the standards and you were to have a relationship with him, walking, talking with him, spending time with him in his presence to receive download from him as to what things were to be named when he brought them to you. Because Adam was spending time in God's presence, God had no qualms, no issues bringing things to Adam saying name them. That was the order that he set up. He couldn't take it away from him once Adam ate off that tree. Once they sinned. Because he had set the order in place. So Jesus came to restore order. He came to restore what man had, had, had with the first Adam messed up. Or the first Christ, if you want to call it. Because he was a, the, the exact expressed image of Jesus Christ. So the second Adam, Jesus Christ, came to establish what the first Adam messed up. So God brought to the man to see what he would call him. And whatever the man called the living creature, that was his name. To name something is to take responsibility for what you name. Adam had the responsibility for everything he named to ensure that it was good. He had responsibility. That's why when that woman takes your name, you got responsibility for it. That child has your name. You have responsibility for it. And God was going to be bringing stuff to you. When God brings a vision to you, you have responsibility for it to invoke and make sure that it's carried out in the earth. So you were still supposed to have your presence with God. So now when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and spend time with God, you, I don't know if you ever noticed that when you spend time with God, God starts talking to you about things he needs done in the earth. Why? Because he wants you to name it. He wants you to go change the situation. See, when God says, brings a situation to you and says, hey, son, you see this over here? And he says, I want you to pray over that. What is he trying to get you to do? He wants you to name that situation. He wants you to change that situation. He wants you to express, make that image of heaven, express, express, take the image of heaven and now make sure that it's expressed throughout the earth. Take the culture of heaven, make sure it's expressed throughout the earth. So God brings it to his, his kings. He brings it to his priests. Glory to God. I, I hope you got that visual representation. God brings stuff to us. So that's why it's important for us right now to keep spending time with the Father. Yes, your purpose is tied up in it, but your increase is tied up in it because as you obey him, increase. God's going to give more to you. You're going to do more. God's going to give more. And you're going to do more. And then he's going to give more. And he's going to do more. Why? Because you, you're somebody he can trust. With his mindset. That's why we got to plan for the mind of God. That's why we have to plan for this kingdom mindset. It doesn't just happen for us. Years of years of chaos has been built into our DNA. Jesus comes, restores us. We received him. We become the righteous of God. But your mind doesn't change overnight. And it doesn't change by happenstance. You have to purposely pursue God. And if you don't. That mind won't change. So there's a lot of people out here that say, hey, I want promotion and I want increase and I want wealth. But you're not passionately pursuing the, the voice of God. You're not passionately pursuing the mind of God. You're seeking God for the picture that's in his hand. You just want him to pour something out to you and give you what you want. But it's not happening. You say, well, why is that happening? I pray. You don't have to pray for it. You don't have to pray for increase. He didn't tell you to seek him for increase. He said seek him for the kingdom. And then all these things will be increased into you. You out seeking him for some stuff. And he said, 
I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Paul said these words, my God shall supply. He has a, a an abundant supply for your need according to what? His riches in heaven. He never runs out. He knows where, 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 what you need. He knows who to talk to about what you need. He knows how to get people's mind on what, what, on, on Fred, on, 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 on J-Dog. He knows how to get your mind on Billy. He knows how to get your mind on Eric. He knows how to get your mind on Cindy. He knows how to get somebody's mind on, 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 on Vincent. He knows how to get somebody's mind on John. He knows how to get somebody's mind on Jordan. He knows how to get your mind on him. He knows how to go in and, and get you thinking. I, I'll never forget. I, forget, I can't think of the, the preacher's name. I want to say it was John Hagee. He was going somewhere. He had a conference. He was getting ready to go. And he really didn't have the money to really go to it. John Hagee was talking about. But God told him to go put this conference on. And it went against everything that his membership, his church, his board folks was telling him to go do. But he said, God told me I got to go put this conference on somewhere in California. And so he's praying and he's praying. And he's got the vision for how God's telling him to go do this conference. And he's not trying to do it half-heartedly. So he goes out and steps out to go do it. And, and everybody's talking about the money. But lo and behold, there's this man who's watching him who gets a prompt from the spirit to go and put money into John Hagee's organization. And he sent a check. And it was for $1 million, I, I believe it was. And he got the deal, and they got the check. They, they wanted to call and verify. They found out from the bank the check was good. They decided they wanted to call the man and thank the man for giving giving them the, the million dollars to their ministry. When they called him, the man said, oh, I sent that. Oh, he said, you, you enjoy it. That's the last time you're going to get it from me. I don't even like John Hagee. But God had his mind, had the man's mind spoken toward towards John Hagee to, to, to bless him for the obedience that John Hagee did when it didn't look like he had a, the sufficient amount. The woman with the cake, you know, that, that little meal of bread. What did Elijah say to her? Make me a cake first. Why? That's the order in the dominion aspect of who we are, the covenant of dominion that God gave us. Bring it before the presence of God. And when you bring something before the presence of God, then go do whatever he tells you to do. Mary said, whatever Jesus tells you to do, what do you do? Do it with all your might. Why? Because when you do what he says do, increase will be tied to it. God never gives you assignment without giving you resources, wealth, increase to go with it. Because he wants you not to just do it half-heartedly. He doesn't want you to just do it with a little bit. He wants you to, it's all about spreading his kingdom, building on his kingdom, building his influence in the earth. And he's going to give you way more than enough to do that. And then he's going to make sure you're taken care of. The, the, the residue from being in the presence of God. Man, I'm just telling you, when, there's some times when I don't spend the, the proper time in the presence of God, and I find myself struggling with some of the things God said he wanted me to do. But then I go and spend my time in the presence of God, and man, it's like something super comes on my mentality, on my mind, to go do the things God said he wants me to go do. And then I say, oh yeah, we can do that. No, it's gonna, this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. It's, it's, that's gonna be easy. You can, you can see clear, because why? You spend time in his presence. And as long as Adam was spending time in his presence, he was able to go and fulfill that dominion mandate. Understanding that it was not dominion or a purpose to dominate other people. It was to dominate in the earth. So what what has happened? What has occurred? Many people have, they don't have the image Anymore, They don't have the image of, that God gave them. And the way you get that image is doing what Romans 12 said, renewing your mind. What am I going to renew my mind to? The image that we had in God, that God gave us. We have an image. And that image is telling us everything about who we are, what we're supposed to be doing, wh- how we're supposed to be uh, uh behaving in this earth, the character in which we're supposed to walk in, the integrity that we're supposed to be able to behave with. I mean, everything about who God is is planted in us. And when we receive Jesus Christ, 
the spirit of God is reignited in us to begin to perform to help us to renew our minds. So now start, you start going to the word, reading the word, and that image is ready to take off in you. And the more you fulfill your, uh, or, or not fulfilled, but the more you fill your mind with the word of God, right? Then there's the aspect of the spirit man that is perfect and entirely with God, lacking nothing that begins to come in and, and that says, hey, that mind, you got the word now. Okay, utilize that word. Speak that word. Sow that word. You begin to sow that word. And now you start seeing that word produced back into your life 30, 60, and 100 fold. With what? With the words, the seed being sown throughout the earth to produce, to multiply, to be fruitful. That's why Jesus said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask for what you want and it'll be given to you, right? But every press that doesn't bear fruit, what am I going to do? I'm going to take it and I'm purging. That doesn't mean he's going to, he's going to kill you or he's going to destroy you. That's not, that's not what purging is going to, he, he means I'm, I'm going to take off the, the, the dead parts so that the, the, the parts that's alive and you can take off again and you begin to produce rapidly again. You begin to produce and, 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 and be very fruitful. So he, he purges you. He makes sure that you, you, that, Things about you that's, that's, that's the, the dead parts of you as you spend time with them and try to abide with them and move towards abiding him. He begins to clean you and, and, and make sure that you're able to now be fruitful and fulfill your purpose, your mandate that was given to you because the change, the, 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 the aspect of, of uh, God's rule, his purpose has not changed. Remember, God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Now, we say that. The book of Hebrews tells us that. But do we think that way? Really think that way? If that's the case, then Genesis hasn't changed. God's purpose for you and I still hasn't changed. He's still committed to his plan for man to dominate in this earth and to bring heaven's rule, heaven's culture down here on the earth. So now when you see somebody that's sick, you have the ability and the authority to say, what? Be healed. Be made whole. Why? Because you know that that is the culture of heaven. But if you don't know, huh? if you don't have knowledge and you don't have revelation knowledge, people perish for the lack of knowledge, the lack of revelation knowledge, redemptive knowledge. Of who you've been restored to, how Jesus restored you back to who you were, every aspect of what you had, every 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 part of the the mandate that God gave you is still the same. So now you can take it and you can go rule with it. But we take it and we want to boss everybody else. We take it and we want to dominate people. And God says, that's not what you, that's not what you can do. I remember I used to go in and I said, man, whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth and loose in heaven. Somebody was on my job and they were bothering me. And I kept saying, I bind you. I bind you. I didn't know the word like I know it now. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you can't do that. I said, what you mean? You said, what's up? I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I mean, I was binding and loosening y'all. I mean, get deep behind me, say, cause she was, that woman was acting like Satan. <laughs> So I was binding and losing it. And God says, that's still one of mine. Can't bind them. I didn't give you the, the ability to do that. Now, I didn't really, that didn't really dawn on me right then and there. But I was like, I can't. He said, no. Go read. Whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth should be loose to heaven. He says, I want to teach you what that means. Whatever's improper in heaven, I, you can decree improper on earth. And whatever's not proper on, the, on uh, in heaven, you can you can go to in the same context from the standpoint of earth. You can decree that that's not proper in the earth. So he says, "Is there sickness in heaven?" I said, "No." He says, "Well, you can decree that it's not in the is it's not in the earth either." He says, "Is there lack in heaven?" He says, "I said no." He said, "Well, you can decree lack is not on the earth." He said, "But you can't do that on people." Now there's a spirit that can come behind them, and you can bind the spirit. You can bind up that which is against God, but you can't bind those people up. They have their own free will. I said, okay, I'm learning. Teach me, Lord. <laughs> That's what I was like. Teach me. But I still wanted to go throw some holy water on it and bind 
But I couldn't do that, right? You, God never gave us the mandate to dominate each other, but to dominate over this earth. He did. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Can you do that with me real quick? Let's turn to Romans chapter 8. Because there's a scripture that I want to get to. And I want you to hear it. In Romans chapter 8, then I'm going to turn to this other aspect of the word in 1 Corinthians. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Romans chapter 8, you've heard this before. Hallelujah. I hope you're, this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sit down and be uh, so subtle and teach you. I want to holler and scream. You know, I want to do like that song. Uh, you know, it makes me want to, you know, shout. You know, it starts off slow and it starts off, you know, a little bit softer, you know. And then they say, a little bit louder now, a little bit louder now. That's how I feel when I come off in the studio. And I, I come with y'all. I start, try to start off soft. But there's something in me with the Holy Spirit that gets to going. And I'll be like, a little bit louder now, a little bit louder. That hoop want to come out. A little bit louder now. Little, let me stop. I'm just playing. I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> a little bit louder now. Hallelujah. So listen to this in Romans chapter 8. I want to start with uh, verse 18. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory, the glory which shall be revealed, the glory which shall be revealed in us. What did I say about the glory? The glory is us bringing God's express purpose and influence into the earth. So when we do something on behalf of God, glory is revealed, right? When we do and obey God's voice, glory is revealed. And the more as we go in this present age and the body begins to come together doing what God has called us to do and get back to doing our dominion mandate, Paul says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to even be compared with the glory that we're about to see that's going to be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature, the earnest expectation of creation, right? Waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. It's waiting for you. Why? Because you were made to rule over it. You were made to dominate creation on the earth. The creation mandate for earth was be fruitful, multiply, dominate the earth and subdue it. He gave that to man. So the earth is waiting for the rightful owners of it to begin to dominate in agreement to the wills and intent of God. They're waiting for you. I'm telling you that. So God says this. For the creature was made subject, the creation was made subject to the frailty, right? Not because of some intentional fault on its part, but by the will of him who so subjected it with the hope, with the hope, the nature, creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and corruption and gain an interest into the glorious freedom of God's children. When we arise, we start setting everything free. When we become who God said he wanted us to be and we understand our purpose, then we start setting everything else free. When you know who you are, other stuff starts attracting to you. That's why I'm telling you, when you walk in your purpose, your increase is going to come. It, it has to. Wealth has to follow you. When, I, when I'm talking about, not just, I'm not just talking about the, the wealth like the fancy cars, but I'm talking about the 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 witty inventions, ideas, those things when you are spending time with God, you are not going to be held held in, in this this frame of mindset where you are not productive, where you are not producing. You're going to be able to produce and produce at a high level. Why? Because you're getting downloads from the mind of God. Uh, turn with me real quick uh, to to uh, uh First uh, Corinthians chapter two, I think. And before we go there, let me finish this in Romans first, verse twenty-two. Romans eight, verse twenty-two. For we know that the whole creation is groaning and travailing in pain together unto now. Not only they, but ourselves also, others also, which have the first fruits of the spirit. You have the image of the spirit on the inside of you. Even we ourselves grow within ourselves waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. 
Now, we've been waiting. We've been waiting. That's why it's important to stay in tune with the one who gives us that purpose. That's where the redemption comes from. Verse two, chapter two, and second Corinthians, first Corinthians. Not, I'm sorry, uh, man. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm getting excited. I'm trying to control myself and, and look at this Bible while I'm on this on this microphone. Uh, but first Corinthians chapter two, and now let's look at verse nine. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, I have not seen, nor have ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now, you got to understand that the heart of man that he's talking about now is not the heart in your chest. He's talking about the heart, the, the mind of a man, the subconscious man. So, as it is written, I have not seen, nor have ear heard. He's not talking about spiritual eyes. I mean, he's not talking about physical eyes and, and, and uh, physical ears. He's talking about spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. Eyes have not seen, ears heard. Have not I have not seen nor have ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love Him. But God has revealed them to us by what the Spirit. So you want to know where your increase is at? Go tap into God, the Spirit realm. Begin to communicate with Him, and 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 you're going to see God revealing Himself to you. Why? Because those that seek God, God reveals himself to you. God's not revealing himself to you if you're not seeking him out. But you start seeking him, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel like you go, you need to go get a notebook and, and, and write because God's going to start talking to you, and it's going to be like, I need a I need a, a, a cassette recorder. I need, a, I need to turn this phone on and download you know, this iPhone on and let it, let it voice record everything God's saying to me. Sometimes God's talking to me, and I turn my recorder on, and I just speak what I'm hearing God say because I, I don't want to forget the things that we just had in that intimate talk. Because I know that I'm like, man, I remind myself. That's why I write in my notes a lot of times. When God starts talking to me a lot of times, I'm just writing. I write a whole notebook and stuff. I got some books and notes that's just from God. You're going to do this, and here's what you're going to do, and here's how you're going to do that. And this is what I want you to do. And you're going to go here to this nation, and you're going to do this right here. And you're going to speak these words, and you're going to do this. And I'm going to give you this message, and I'm going to give you this book. And I want you to do this on marriages. I mean, I'm just like, man, I'm going to do all that. How? I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you people. You're going to train people up. You're going to send them out. And you're going to be able to do that. I'm like, okay. Where they at, Lord? No, hold on. Let me keep giving you the download. God wants to download some stuff into you and show you. He wants to show you some stuff that you can't see, that you don't know, that you can't hear. But when you spend time with him, the spirit starts speaking. That's the same spirit the same aspect of what was happening with Adam in that garden, walking, practice walking around. I go in my backyard sometimes and I just walk around and I pray and I say, God, what you trying to say? Or I go on a walk and I pray. I, I was looking at uh, a good friend of, of ours. Some of you know Milan. He's from the Little Rock area and he's been doing this jogging deal, Milan Divine, and he, uh, jazz saxophonist. And I just was watching. He was talking about all this stuff he was doing when he go walking, and, and 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 how he just certain things he gets when he's able to go walk and spend time on his walking. And he had this deal like a uh, hundred miles he's done in a month. And I was like, man, that's a lot of walking. And I thought about when you're walking and you're talking with God. That time just was nowhere. Adam walked with God. Time was not of the essence because there that I mean I mean he the aging process on him hadn't even begun yet. He was able to go do everything he wanted to do in, in in tune with the spirit. And he walked with God and received a download. All the things he was able to go do. I mean, the Bible said God brought everything that needed to be named. He brought the stuff before Adam to name him. You weren't the one who named the bear. Adam did. <laughs> you ain't the one to name that catfish for y'all in Arkansas. <laughs> Adam named him. I mean, somebody else might have gave him something. He might have called him fish. We down in the South might have called it a catfish. I don't know. We, I'm about to Google that one. <laughs> now, I love me some catfish. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't need to be talking about no food on this. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell you that, that that Adam served his purpose. He was serving a purpose. And then the enemy comes in. Every time you try to go out to do what God says do and serve your purpose, and particularly according to this kingdom mandate or dominion mandate or dominion covenant that God gave us 
the enemy will stick his head in because he does not want people to operate according to kingdom principles, kingdom order, divine order. He doesn't want you to operate in agreement with God. And so when you start spending time with God, he knows that that you're about to get downloads from God and receive from God. And those things are going to prompt just really promote you into a place of increase. And, and then you're going to start talking to other people and you're going to start spreading that wealth. And you're going to start spreading those, that, that, that aspect of really what you're going to do is you're going to start being fruitful and he doesn't want you to be fruitful because the moment you do right, you go, you sowing words, you sowing that 36. That's why Jesus said, unless you understand this, you, you would not be able to get into the kingdom of God. You, uh, I mean, this is the mysteries of the kingdom of God. A sower sows the word. And how do you sow the word without spending time with it? How do you sow the word without spending time with him? You don't. So this is where the, the dominion of a man came through the express image and ideals of God. That's why we love to repeat that scripture in Ephesians 3. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundant above all we can ask to think. Uh, 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 you know, according to what? Our imagination? Huh? According to the power working in us? What power is working in us? That dominion mandate is working in us. The purpose of God is working in us. The love of God is working in us. The ability of God is working in us. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundant above all he can imagine. Imagine comes from that root, that root word image, which comes from the word logos, which means the word, the word, the word of God, the word of God, the express image and ideals of God. So when you have an image and an imagination, because you are, you are spending time with God, that is an express image that is from God. It's an express image. To, 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 to bring forth into fruition in the earth. So you got an image going on in you. You got an idea. You've been praying and then all of a sudden you get an idea. That is not an idea to sit down on. It's an idea to begin to, to put it into, to work, to begin to go and put plans and strategies with it and begin to pray, pray to God for all the necessary, uh, 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 uh objectives and goals to bring that plan into the to fruition in the earth don't just sit on an idea that you receive and then wonder well why why am i still broke 10 years later god gave you that idea 10 years ago and now somebody else got that idea and gone down the road and they doing it i went to this this sneaker con with my son the other day sneaker convention because uh, he's got this idea i told you before about doing sneakers and we went everywhere in the sneaker place, man, over in the the Dallas market. And there was thousands of people in there with shoes, buying shoes, selling shoes. This ain't this is nothing like you've seen before in a finish line, a champ store, or, or, or Foot Locker. I mean, they had nothing on these people. Shoes from everywhere. People travel from, from Atlanta. People travel from Utah. There were some people from California. I mean, they came and they were selling shoes. They came with truckloads of shoes. But they all had, some of them had certain designs on their shoes. Some of them had, uh, I mean, uh, had different sayings with their shoes. They brought other product. And, and I'm saying, but it was all shoes. And yet, there was nobody leaving to buy that place. People were still there. And I'm like, a lot of them had some of the same shoes. But people had a concept, an idea. And I would go to the table and I would talk to some of these guys and they would sit and talk about how, one of them even talked about how they used to sell drugs, but now they were selling shoes. And he said, man, he said, let me tell you a story. He said, this hustle is better than the drug game. I was like, oh, uh, for real? <laughs> you know, he ain't going to go to that, so he ain't got to worry about it. But but uh, I'm glad that a brother turned himself from the drug game and went to the shoe game. That's another idea. It's just an idea. The shoe game is. Can he reach people with shoes? Well, Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors will say, yes, you can. He puts scriptures on shoes and reaches a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that know this one scripture. I can do all things through Christ. Which scripture me? Why? Because on every shoe that he got, that he's got a contract with, on Wonder Armor, they got that scripture tied to the shoe. So, you know, I don't, I ain't putting down any idea that when you spend time with God, God can make that idea happen as long as it's 
uh, gives you the ability to be fruitful, as long as it allows you to be multiple, to, to multiply yourself. And most importantly, it came from God for you to do it. Cause it may be an idea for me to do that God gave me and that idea that God gave me to do may not be the idea God gave you. So don't try to just do what other people are doing. Do something original that God gave you to do. And you can only do that and you can only gain originality by spending time with the original one. God, the creator. So let's finish this. Let's go over. Let's keep, let's continue to read this over here. As I said, I have not seen ear, nor have ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God reveals them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man? What thing? What man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, not the spirit of this world system, this earth system, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto. It has been freely given. I'm going to say it again. It has been freely given unto us. Jesus said this word, freely you have received, now freely give. That's why giving is an important concept of the kingdom because when you know and you spend time with God and you download it, what your purpose is, God says, go give that out. Go, go spend time with people. Go multiply yourself. Go be fruitful. I want you to produce. I want you to show other people what they can do, how they can do it. Just spend time with me. And then you start going out and you start sharing it. They go out. They start sharing. For you know what? We spreading this gospel around the world at a faster place because people are seeing. And they're not just seeing. They're seeing us walk the way we're supposed to walk. We're not broke. We're not busted. We're not disgusted. We're not in lack. We're not poor. Poor. Unfruitful. Unproductive. No, we are fruitful. We are producing. God made you to be fruitful. He made you to produce. What are you producing? What are you doing for somebody else? I was on this deal the other day, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking, you know, that's this deal with these coaches and different things, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm stepping and doing some things one on one with people. Uh, you know, people call it life coach. I call it, I'm pastoring, you know, uh, I'm, you know, my goal is to get people to the church, get people to a local pastor somewhere. But I fly around this country and I give people my card and they call me and I spend one on one time with them. Now, you can call that coaching, but a pastor, is, they, they're a coach, really. They're just coaching the things of God. And so that's what I was doing with this person and uh, and, and with some of these people. But we were on and a guy was doing a presentation is what I joined with some other other folks, some other coaches. And while I was listening, he was talking about the aspect. He was talking about the aspect of producing and, and that every person on the face of the earth, he wasn't even a Christian dude. He, you know, he was talking about the aspect that every person has the ability to produce and every person has the ability to do something original and to step out and go do it. And while, while he was talking, it just resonated to me that this man is doing things probably at a bigger pace than other people and reaching more people than other folks, even in maybe even in the church, but off of an idea that he had, he says, every person is out there doing some skill. What what are you doing? He says, and I'm not talking about going to college and, and, and being able to do this. He says, everybody can do what I'm doing. And that is share what you've been doing for years. He started off from doing some stuff for, for as a police officer and doing investigations. And he started teaching that to people who wanted to learn that, that skill. But then it turned into other business things and other motivational things. And he says, every person has a skill, some skill. See, that's what you're supposed to do. I was telling my son that the other day, I want you to go and develop a skill. He's 16. I said, I want you to go learn a skill. It, it, you know, uh, he's talking about the computers. I said, I'll sh sit here and I'll show you stuff about the computers, but I want you to go work for somebody and, and begin to pick up a trade, pick it up. And they may have you on computers and you may see eye to eye the way that's supposed to operate. I want you to find that skill because you're going to grab a, a multitude of skills throughout life that hopefully you can become a consultant in it. 
I'll never forget. I told y'all this story about the woman who lost her job, uh, and had been at that conference with Miles Monroe. And while she was in that conference, she talked about the aspect that she had lost her job and she went to talk to Miles and Miles was like, okay, you lost your job, but I remember you used that cookie woman. Yeah, I'm a cookie woman. He said, you make some good cookies, right? I don't know what you do, but maybe you like that woman who lost her job and she made some good cookies. Like that woman. Yeah, Elijah said, go make me a cake first. Because she said it. She made her plan. We're going to make a cake and we're going to live and die out the rest. No, you're not. When you put what you're doing and put your hands to work for your creator, you know, he's the, he's the one that knows the purpose of you. You know, when you put your hands to work doing what he said do, you're going to find out. You're not going to make a piece of cake and you and your kid going to die. You're going to find out you're going to be able to live and live and live and produce, produce, produce because you put what you were able to do in his hand. And that woman who could do cookies went and gave them cookies free to people. But then a couple of days later, they start calling her and asking her to, to you know, she to, to make some more cookies. So much so that that woman in one year became the cookie woman in the Bahamas. Why? Because she took the idea that a man of God gave her that she already had and said, wait a minute, I'm going to go follow what the man told me to do. I'm going to trust him. And she wasn't trusting him by herself. She was trusting the God in him. And he says, trust, you believe I'm a man of God? She said, you you believe I hear from God? She said, yeah. He said, well, trust me. I believe God wants you to go give it to him for free. She said, for free, that's all I got. He said, trust me. And she went and did it. But then people called her back and they, and gave her money to go make some more cookies. And then they gave her money to make some more cookies. She blew up in the Bahamas and had, to this day, one of the largest cookie companies in the Bahamas. What did that? She was able to produce. She's a giver in the church. She's doing other things. She hired people. She got in tune with the purpose that God had. Now, I'm not saying your purpose is cookies. But there might be. <laughs> it might be. Owning a restaurant, it might be cooking for people. That ain't my trait. You don't want me cooking for you. You know, my wife will tell you that. I'm, I can do some chicken. <laughs> I can do some pork chops. I can do some ribs. <laughs> I'm kidding. I told y'all I like to have fun. Uh, but, you know, I'm just telling you. I can put some barbecue sauce on some stuff. You know, I can, I can put some spices on it. But you want to get a real cooker, you need to go get my uncle or somebody. They, they, they know how to cook. They look, they can talk noise. I don't talk noise. I, I'm not that good. But I can talk noise about the word. I'm, I'm good at that. And so I'm telling you, you got to find your niche, your purpose. You know, I go around, I talk to people about cybersecurity. I'm good at that. I've been doing it for years. It's a skill. It's a trade. I can talk to people about government and politics. I did it for years. I studied it. I went to school for for. for Politics, political science, pre-law. You ask me my opinion, I can ask you, I can tell you the word side, I can tell you the political side. You know, but I'm mostly going to tell you the word side because they beneath us in the kingdom of God from a word standpoint and the mind of God is higher. And that's part of the, part of, part of a, the problem with this culture. We're too politically minded and we're not God minded. We're too earthly system, world system minded, Egypt minded and not God minded. Now, I want to go back to something because I want you to understand I'm talking about having a kingdom mindset. So I, as I've started this, I talked to you about God brought everything to Adam and Adam named it. Now, understanding that, I, I want to finish up because I want to give you some, an, a, a, an expression, an image of how things are when you, when you name them. See, because God said, call things that be not as though they were. The express aspect of who you are and what you have from the downloaded image that God placed in you says that because God placed that image on you and in you, he has responsibility to ensure that that image will produce. God says to himself, I know that boy is so good. I know that boy is so powerful. Why do I know it? Because I gave him my image. I, I know that it, even when he faces adversity, he's going to be able to, to handle that adversity. Why? Because I put my image on it. See, Apple put their image on an iPhone. It went through certain tests and that iPhone was able to stand the test. Louis Vuitton put their image, their name 
on uh, this deal called a Louis Vuitton purse. And I'm telling you, they don't move from the pricing of it. Why? Because they know that purse is one of the purses, the premier purses for women. And I'm telling you, women go all over looking for it. I'm talking about it. And you can't even go get that purse unless you go to a Louis Vuitton store. Now, I know that some people got some off-market stuff, but I'm talking about the ones that come from the Louis Vuitton store, right? I mean, that you got to go inside the store and get it. And I'm telling you, they don't move on no prices. You don't ever see no sale because they believe in their name. Jesus said this, anybody who calls on my name, who believes in my name, he says, I will do it. He says, if you do anything, ask anything in my name, what am I going to do? I'm going to do it. There is ideas that God gave to you. When you step out on them and you begin to go do them and you say, God, you gave me this vision. You gave me that purpose. It's in his name that you go stepping out to do that. If he gave it to you, he gave you that vision. He gave you that image. Step out on behalf, knowing that God's going to do what he told you to do. When Jesus was with Peter and he told Peter to launch out to the deep, he was just waiting for him to obey to give him that, to show him that he was the, the, the creator of the universe, that he was the one who knew all things, that he was the one that could show him where his increase was at. So Peter said, wait a minute, not in my, not, no, no, I, I know we've been out there all night, Jesus, you know, and I, and I said we've been out there all night, but you know, we, we've been toiling. He says, but you know, not nevertheless, not my word, at your word, I'm going to go out and do it, at your word, at your express image, at your express saying, at your, at your ability that's on the inside of you. He he was just really learning who Jesus was. But he said, nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to launch out. Now, he didn't really totally. We already been there. Didn't totally obey. He half-heartedly obeyed. But he had a boat, a boat seeking net of fish. A, a, a net so big, loaded with so many fish, that his boat was getting to sink. Um, really because he should have took, took his nets out there and listened, but he, he lost the net. So, so much so he had to call for his partners. But he, he went out there and Jesus was trying to show him that by obeying his voice and doing it at the name, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess at his name. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's tied to your increase. That's tied to your wealth. I'm telling you, when you bring your ideas, your business, your visions before God, God takes ownership and say, I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen because you use my name. I'll make it happen because my name's on the line. I'm telling you, God's name's on the line. When you lay hands on people and you know that it's because of the kingdom culture that you know that you have the ability, the right, and the authority to do so, it's at his name and his name is on the line. I'm telling you, success is built in you. Quit trying to do it by yourself. Winning is on the inside of you. That's why he said be fruitful and multiply because he know he put the power, the gifts, and the talents inside of you. So go for, dominate, be resourceful, be purposeful, be fruitful, and increase. Hey, that's our time. And if you listen to me and you never made Jesus Lord of your life, hey, repeat this prayer to me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins and I ask you to come into my life. I believe you died for me and on the third day you rose again. Please be my master, Father, and show me my way to live out the purpose that you have for me in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for every person listening that they will get in alignment with your wills and plans, Father, and hear your voice so that they can fulfill the dominion mandate that you have for them to be fruitful and increase in the assignment that you have for them. We want you to pray for us. We're getting ready to launch into Africa and the Houston market, and we're working on Dallas. We need you to be praying for us, standing in agreement with us. We believe that we're here to teach people how to win, how to reach their purpose, and we hope that we're being a blessing to you. If we are, write us at PastorFredAtMetaChampion.com. Every Friday on this broadcast is Giving Friday. As I've already stated, one of the keys to the kingdom of heaven is giving. It's not just giving because I said give. It's giving because he says to. And you give what he says. I never tell a person amount. You pray to God and you give the amount that he says. And that's where tremendous increase will come. If you would like to give, you can do so by texting G-I-V-E. That's give, G-I-V-E, and the dollar amount to 979-243-2148. Another way you can give is by texting to our cash app 
dollar sign winners in life. W I N N E R S I N L I F E. When you do that, please put your name on it so that we can give you credit for giving. And you can always give the old fashioned way with a check in the mail. Our announcer's coming. She'll give you that address if you want that here at the end of the broadcast. Just in case you didn't record that giving phone number, you can find the link to give at www.winningandlifepodcast.madechampion.com. You'll also see our Apple link and Spotify podcast link. Please join us there. Hey, I always love having you on, man. We're coming right back next week. We're going to continue talking about how to produce in the kingdom of heaven. As Oral Roberts always said, I continue to say, Something good is happening on your behalf this week. You believe that and you receive it. And as we like to say, I love you, God loves you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. See you next week. We hope that you enjoyed that message from Frederick. We are here to partner with you so that you can win in every area of life. If you would like to contact Frederick, you can do so via email at pastorfred at madeachampion.com or write us at Victorious Life Ministries, 4621 South Cooper Street, Suite 131, Box 611, Arlington, Texas, 76017. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And remember, you are a champion.